Authorities are looking for this woman for assaulting a 31-year-old Asian woman with a hammer on Sunday. Man with a red hoodie gets out with a gun. New Orleans police say he approached the woman and demanded her belongings. She refused, and another suspect exits the vehicle, takes the keys, and drives off in her car. a brazen smash-and-grab robbery at a jewelry store in the Bronx. One of the suspects seen breaking the storefront window with a sledgehammer. Another man seen helping him steal from the display. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for the police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. We are seeing such damage and destruction throughout Minneapolis and St. Paul. Things have gotten so out of control, it is hard to understand. It's been a chaotic, at times violent day in South Minneapolis, turning into a situation unlike anything we've ever seen in our community. We saw people throwing rocks at police cars, at the precinct building. This has gotten so out of control, it is definitely not a safe situation for anyone. We've seen protesters attacking police, defacing buildings, and looting from businesses. I mean, is anything going to happen here? We're just going to let this burn. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. So when we talk about defunding, it can show up in multiple ways. We obviously took money out of the NYPD budget. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department, and I think every single sit in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Indeed, from the police. Police departments uh, are taking a sizable uh, amount of the budget of a lot of municipalities and, and other entities. Uh, we need to look at those budgets, pull some of the money back. California man who was arrested near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home with attempted murder. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in a gasoline station, you get out and you hear a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. I have nowhere to go now. These people did this for no reason. But this is ridiculous. These people are tearing up Peaceful protest is who we are and what we do. And do some other people come along and, and try to disrupt? Yes. But you don't send in people acting like stormtroopers. I said they acted like stormtroopers, and they did. And my colleagues have said that as well. Someone let a Seattle police cruiser on fire. Since then, we have seen widespread looting and destruction downtown. When we say defund the police, the world woke up. Uh, we talk about defunding the police, uh, defund defunding the Pentagon. My push is that we defund our police department. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer. More shots fired. I'm running away. 
This was Sunday around noon. The video is showing four hooded suspects walk in. The first smashes the front jewelry case with a hammer. Walks into a convenience store. It's over there on West Clearfield Street. And then he lies in wait. There's the victim. Bam, slams him. And then a nice cross right there to a 17-year-old sucker punching that victim. Follows that child outside and then shoots him. Our victim is a Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. I'm asking you to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice to make sure that overfunded police departments are... Oh, the driver comes up and she is run off and beaten. The video picks up with the driver in the street being hit and kicked by a number of different people. And it looks like some others are trying to steal from the back of his pickup. The woman who was beaten up earlier is here screaming. Rashida Tlaib tweeting, no more policing, incarceration and militarization. It can't be reformed. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and most 
mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap Committee up from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And man, oh man, is it just getting crazier or what? All right, first of all, I have had so much stuff going on that I have missed a couple of the usual scheduled broadcasts. So I apologize for those of you who've been waiting, and especially for those of you who typically listen uh, on the terrestrial radio stations because you have been without new material for a bit. Uh, Most of the stations have been re-airing older broadcasts, and with so much stuff going on, that's really not fair to you. And I do deeply apologize for being unable to even get somebody just to fill in for me, but unfortunately, I didn't even have time to do that. Uh, sadly, you know, stuff, life happens, and, and that's just kind of where uh, <laughs> where I've been at. So at any rate, glad to be back uh, recording earlier than usual today because tonight, tonight we're going to get the produced prime time. January 6th Congressional hearing. So, woo, look out, guys. We're going to get to see all the leftist Democratic propaganda explaining to you why all Republicans are bad, why all people who might vote Republican are bad, and how they can't be trusted. We're going to get to hear time and time testimony after testimony about how dark and dastardly we all are and why you should care more about that than about your wallets, your pocketbooks, your purses, why you should care more about a riot, not an insurrection, than the complete and total intentional Effort to destroy the U.S. economy, to collapse our economy, and then in turn to collapse our nation. And there's no question about it. That is the intent. And I really hate to say that. I hate being at that point because I am one of these people. And, of course, I've been saying this a lot lately. Forgive me if you've heard it more than once recently. But I am one of these people that typically likes to uh, put – uh, the the notion, the idea of incompetence being the primary reason people mess up over malice. I would like to give the benefit of the doubt to people whenever possible to saying, okay, well, clearly you just didn't understand for some reason. But you see, we're well past the point of reasonably learned individuals. You don't even have to be highly intelligent. It does not take a degree in economics to understand how our economy works. It helps, but it's not a requirement. See, A uh, to B to C equals D for disaster. You, A, stop the flow of oil distribution, XL uh, pipeline. Keystone XL pipeline. You you then stop uh, giving leases to the oil companies that would be producing natural gas and oil and other forms of carbon-based energy. Ooh, terrible idea. We're carbon-based life forms living on a carbon-based planet. Not surprising carbon would be involved with everything we do. Well, that's not very scientific, Tim. What about the greenhouse gases? Yeah, what about that little thing that makes more of the Earth's 
certain environments habitable, more of the Earth's environments good for growing plants, which in turn leads to food. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, oh, it's a terrible idea. Very unscientific. Okay, so then those things lead to higher fuel cost, and then higher fuel cost leads to higher prices because manufacturers can't get in the parts, the pieces, the ingredients that are necessary to manufacture whatever they make without spending more, affecting their bottom line. And heaven help them if they were a company that was operating on small margins, you know, hoping to make their profitability based on high volume of sales as opposed to, you know, just trying to make a hundred bucks a pop kind of profitability. No keystone pricing here. We're talking about manufacturers. They can't do that for the most part because they know that their products are probably going to pass through at least a couple other hands before it gets to an end customer. And every time somebody else's hands touch it, that adds to the cost. But, you know, again, doesn't require an economics degree to understand this much of the equation. Fuel cost affects prices of goods that you're going to be purchasing. And it affects it multiple times in most situations. Right? It affects it in trying to get the manufacture of the individual ingredients or individual parts or pieces, whatever it is you may be manufacturing, in order to get those actually made. And then it affects it again when it comes to shipping it to the next individual that's using those to manufacture the, the new thing. And then it affects it again when that manufacturer sends it on to, oh, let's say a distributor. That distributor then has to warehouse and then get it out to their end customer, which again requires fuel once more. So when you are affecting the cost of energy, you are affecting the cost of manufacture. You are affecting the cost of farming. You're affecting the cost of transportation, just trying to get back and forth to work. And while, of course, it was nice for those people that were able to uh, do the telecommute, most businesses are starting to open back up, and most of them are expecting you to show up in person. If you live in a rural area, I don't know, let's say East Tennessee, for example, you know, because I kind of know a little bit about that neck of the woods. Not a place where you have a lot of work uh, just right next door to you unless you're self-employed. Not the kind of place where you are able to jump on a bus where there's a lot of uh, public transportation because public transportation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not for most folks in this part of the country. So, uh, you know, lots and lots of – so I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time believing that you didn't understand that that was going to be a result of your actions. So, no, I'm going to say intentional. 
Because if it wasn't intentional, you would have by now recognized, hmm, everything we've been doing seems to be making it worse. Maybe if we did the opposite for a little while just to see what happened. Well, it's worth a shot at this point, isn't it? Well, not if, not if you don't know what it is you're trying to accomplish. Clearly, if you are trying to destroy something, when you start seeing the result that is working to make the destruction, well, then you keep doubling down and keep saying the same old, same old tired things to try and defend yourself. Actually, we're doing great. We created uh, more jobs at a record pace. No, Joe. You didn't create anything. What you did is you saw the return of jobs that were artificially ended due to the lockdowns for COVID. And you haven't seen all of the jobs that artificially shut down come back because a lot of them simply aren't. You are still in the negative in comparison to where the economy was before the COVID lockdowns. So, no, Joe, you haven't created Jack. You haven't accomplished squat. You have done absolutely nothing but your intended goal of trying to destroy the economy. And see, the thing is, you didn't, you didn't properly account for the fact that Democratic voters would start waking up to the fact that you're a bunch of lying, hypocritical elitists that only use them as cannon fodder. Fortunately, you got a lot of uh, uber-left nut jobs that are still out here doing the crazy stuff. In fact, I had some experience with that today on social media. I got a little riled up about a news post, uh, so I shared that uh, involving Ruth Sentis and their special message for the Kavanaugh family. And strangely enough, uh, Facebook of all places, they kind of messed up because they keep me throttled back for the most part. But they let me get into one of these lefties' news feeds, and maybe that was on purpose. Maybe you thought those lefties would put me in my place. What they didn't expect is that a lot of the other folks that are ordinarily in the newsfeed, yeah, they put some of them in their place. And then we all kind of all of a sudden out of the blue collectively decided to start ignoring them once it became clear that uh, a couple of them, the, the worst of the lot, were just trolls and, and meant nothing. But we'll come back to that later. ABC News. Well, I should say former ABC News Big wig, right? This is who's producing tonight's spectacular, tonight's Democratic propaganda extravaganza. Is there going to be anything new tonight? I seriously doubt it. Uh, they may actually decide to, to start announcing a few more of the actual sedition charges. People have been asking for a while, uh, well, if all you're doing is you're charging uh, little old ladies for jaywalking and for uh, trespassing, uh, where are all these terrible insurrectionists at? In truth, there are none. 
Starge, zero insurrectionists involved with January 6th. It kills me that people, uh, some people, I have to admit that I have seen some of the folks from the left actually uh, start to step back, divorce themselves from the emotion, and started to acknowledge that, yeah, that it was not a good look. Uh, it was a riot. Uh, it certainly was nowhere near as destructive as a lot of the George Floyd uh, riots that we saw break out across the country, uh, hence the reason for the clip at the very beginning of the show. Now, I, I have fun with clips. I don't often have enough time to to go out and get all the ones I'd like to do. And in this case, I stole that clip from a brand new video that the Republicans put out just for the purposes of attaching the idea of the lawlessness of the Democrats right now because they're accusing the right, the political right in this country, as being the lawless, violent ones. That's why they're trying to make such a spectacle about January 6th. So if we see anything that's new, it's going to be the fact that they're going to start coming up with some of the people that they're going to charge with sedition and maybe even one or two that they're going to charge with treason. Now, it's an overreach. It's ridiculous. There was very little, if any, actions that come close. Now, there may be one or two folks that you could make an argument that their actions may have been seditious. And then the the question becomes, well, why wait this long, Tim? Because, number one, Democrats are desperate. I mean, they've been trying to pull out all the stops. Even the Roe v. Way has not done what they expected it would do. Now, they're still talking a good game, and they're still trying to convince America, hey, you really support uh, Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. and, and you really don't like the fact that they're going to make abortion illegal if they overturn it, which, by the way, is a lie. It's a lie. Roe versus Wade being overturned does not immediately make abortion illegal anywhere, except for maybe a few of the states that have trigger laws already in place. Now, in those places, maybe instantly it happens there. But uh, that's only a few places. And that was laws that were put in place by duly elected uh, legislatures of the states. And this is a state issue. And the people who live in those states elected those people. And if those aren't the people that you voted for and you can't seem to get your people elected, you got two choices. Work harder for the people you want to represent you and your, well, I guess we'll say, more, uh, what is a good word here? A more precise community? Uh, that's, that's not a good word. But, you know, it's closer to you. That's why it's a state issue. Your vote counts for more in your region, your territory, your state, your district, your county. It counts for more there anyway. So you have more impact there, and that's by design. The federal government wasn't supposed to have that kind of power. It wasn't supposed to be able to control your life so much. You weren't supposed to ever be in a position where somebody from three states away could force something onto you that you didn't want. Hence, limited federal governmental power. So anyway, you, your other choice, if you don't want to work harder in your community to get the people you want to represent you, to represent your values, then move somewhere 
where they do agree with you. Move somewhere where they believe the same way you do. That was part of the great experiment of this nation. No, but we can't have that, can we? We live in a time where conservatives in this country still want to hold on to the idea of live and let live, of individual liberty, individual freedom, individual responsibility. But we live in a time where the left, the political left in this country, does not believe in anything even remotely like that. They're not even liberal anymore. I've been trying for a very long time to remember not to misuse the label of liberal when it comes to the political left in this country because so many of them no longer deserve to be called that. Most conservatives are more liberal than these people are now because we still believe in freedom of expression. We believe that you have a right to speak, whether we agree with what you're saying or not. We don't want you canceled. We don't want you silenced. We don't want you into it. We like it when you talk. I don't mind these wackadoodle leftists that got onto my feed today and said stupid stuff about how Kavanaugh's a drunk rapist and he gets what he deserves and how uh, – the women standing behind them should learn to defend themselves and stop trying to be a victim. Excuse me? They're trying to be a victim? And, of course, we're referencing the fact that someone showed up at the Kavanaugh house looking to kill Brent Kavanaugh. One of these special kind of California nut jobs. Now – Got a lot of listeners in California. There's a lot of conservatives in California. And I know that even amongst the folks that lean slightly to the left of center, you're not all a bunch of wackadoodles. I know that. I'm not saying you are. But when it comes to nut jobs, when it comes to the wackadoodles, California has its own special breed. That's putting it mildly. But nobody knows that better than you guys, so I don't have to tell you anything. But this guy thought that in order to have some kind of meaning to his life, he was going to have to come kill Brett Kavanaugh. First upset about the Uvalde shooting and also upset about the leaked document involving the uh, projected majority opinion regarding overturning Roe v. Wade. But it was all to try to give his life some kind of meaning. And if it wasn't for armed security, <gasps> wait, security works? People, good guys with guns might stop bad guys with guns from doing bad things? Oh, wait. Now, I've been told by certain reliable sources that that just doesn't happen, that there aren't any instances of that ever occurring. Uh, there might be one, but uh, nobody's ever come across it in the research. Anyway, <laughs> at, the, uh, at the risk of sounding redundant, they're holding off the Democrats and the couple of Democrats that claim to be Republicans, they're holding off on the bigger fish. Not that any of them are particularly big fish. But they're holding off on making those announcements until now. The first of them you're going to start seeing today, I'm sure, involving the prime time, hoping that some of you are going to be so bored that you're going to watch it. They literally got mad that Fox News wasn't going to cover this live 
Now, the Fox Business Channel was still going to air it. But they thought everybody should be airing this. Uh, so what? I've got no option. Guess what? There's a ton of people that aren't going to watch it regardless. I still haven't decided for myself yet if I'm going to watch it or not. And I'm kind of leaning towards no. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I'm still going to be bombarded by the highlights for the next several days. Kind of something that I fall into uh, trying to do the show. We may come across something that's so outrageous that I have no choice but to talk about it. But I would rather move on rather quickly. The way the mainstream media has tried to move on from the the notion that someone showed up at the Kavanaugh house looking to kill a Supreme Court justice and any member of his family that just so happened to get in the way. His wife, his young daughters. Oh, yeah, these are people that should be targeted. Never mind the fact that Biden still says that uh, he condemns this violence, blah, 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 but uh, protesting in front of Supreme Court justices' house as long as it remains peaceful. Well, that's okay. In fact, that's just American. Except Joe, along with everybody on the left, seems to keep forgetting that locally there's a law against it. So they're breaking the local laws by being there. Nobody's nobody's stepping up and stopping it, though. And there's federal laws that are being broken as well. At the very least, there is a legitimate case in each and every one of them for obstruction of justice. Because they are intentionally trying to intimidate and interfere with the function of the court. Now, if you need to look that up in your law dictionary, feel free. Go right ahead. And only if you're a lefty will you have trouble finding it. Everyone else doesn't even need to look it up. But I invite you to see for yourself. As I often say at the end of each hour of the progress, don't take my word for it. I highly suggest that you don't. Because it's very easy to argue with me. Not so much to argue with the black and white of what exists, clearly. And every political operative that says, well, it's a good thing that these people should have to face this so they know what the American people believe. And not a single one of them seem to understand that the Supreme Court is not there to give us our wish list. They're not there to decide that, well, you know, we see what the Constitution says, but we see what you want So we're going to give you what you want instead of what the Constitution says. We're going to say that, well, you know, it seems like, I can't tell if it's a majority of you, but certainly uh, a reasonable number of very, very loud people really want to keep murdering preborn children. So we're going to be okay with that regardless of the fact that this should be a state issue. We're just going to ignore the Constitution. Why not all the political operatives ignore the Constitution all the time now? The Supreme Court is not there to give us our wish list. Conservative, leftist, whoever you may be, the Supreme Court is meant to be insulated, removed from the realm of the political. They cannot function properly if they're forced to start behaving like they are political operatives. That's why Ketanji Brown-Jackson should have never been nominated, let alone moved forward to replace the soon-to-retire justice. 
She's clearly a political actor. She is a political actor, not a great mind in the realm of judicial practice. In fact, the last lefty, I think, that we saw elevated to this, even to just the federal level, that still could claim to be a good judicial philosopher was, believe it or not, I'm going to say this, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And in Ruth's case, it was limited. There's only a few things that she still had a firm grasp on. Her notion that uh, our Constitution was just old and dated and shouldn't be used as a as a template for any other country looking to, to write a new Constitution, all that is garbage. But she did understand the role of the court far better than it seems like the current Chief Justice does. Well, I have to protect the integrity of the court by not having any integrity at all. Are you sure this guy wasn't a uh, Democrat plant as opposed to a conservative nominee? I'm not. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Here's what does matter. Democrats have been elevating the political temperature for a while now. They've been escalating in the rhetoric, and they constantly accuse the conservative side of the country of being the violent ones, of being the ones that are escalating, when in fact what they're actually accusing us of, what they're actually saying we've done is all of a sudden, out of the blue, we've come to realize that they're never going to stop if we don't stop them. They're going to keep pushing they're going to keep pushing, and before long, not only is it going to be perfectly okay to have small children hanging out in a strip club during drag shows, but they're going to be expected to dance with them. And that we're going to be the bad guys for saying, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, come on, Tim. That would never happen the way this that just happened last week in Texas. Texas. Everything that they constantly say is crazy conspiracy theorist stuff. And they turn around and in the same breath, they're actually trying to make happen. They literally had a ministry of truth uh, in operation, albeit for a very short time, not that long ago. And it will come back if we don't hold these people accountable. And we, at the very least, need to hold them to their own standard. Here's where I'm at, ladies and gentlemen. I do not blame Chucky e. Schumer for this lunatic nut job from California showing up at Brett Kavanaugh's uh, house. I don't. But I do blame Chucky e. Schumer for saying some very specific things that come dangerously close to being open threats at Gorsuch and Kavanaugh in particular, who he named specifically, you've unleashed the whirlwind and you will pay the price. What you have in mind when you said that, Chucky? Because this thing where they're doing tonight, and I apologize for those of you that are listening on terrestrial radio because you will be getting this the next day. But the thing they're doing tonight where they're essentially trying to say that Donald Trump, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, he, 
He's responsible for the insurrection. He said things that fanned the flames. Yes, he said he wanted people to go over to the Capitol building and peacefully protest. That was his words. He literally said peacefully protest. He wanted those people that still stood with him to be heard in a peaceful fashion. Now, the most damning aspect of all this trying to say directly, obviously 100%, it's all on Trump. The reason this uh, little riot broke out and people did assault a few police officers and made their way into the building, all that being on Trump, the most damning bit of evidence that works against that narrative is the fact that Donald Trump's speech was still going on. As the first incidents of this riot took place. That even as Donald Trump was wrapping it up, there wasn't enough time for the people that actually heard Donald Trump speak to make their way over to the Capitol building. But that's something the media doesn't want to tell you about. That's something that uh, no Democrat is going to mention in their little hearing tonight that none of the media people are going to tell you about. The only way you're going to hear that piece of information helping to understand the timeline is if you're listening to someone like me, a conservative who's not afraid to tell you the truth and who has taken the time to actually verify facts and establish the actual timeline. And in this case, the timeline's important for the narrative they're trying to speak. But you know it's not a particularly great narrative anyway because they're trying to tell you it was all Donald Trump. And then they turn around and try to tell you that it's all the Republican voters, period. And that's what tonight's all about for them. They're trying to get you to forget about how badly you're hurting because of this horrific economy. They're trying to get you to forget how horrible our international policy is that leads to a wide-open southern border, that leads to an Afghanistan that currently is now a safe haven for multiple terrorist organizations because they play nice with the Taliban. Something that was supposed to be a red line, according to this administration, that they would snap back and make changes. Uh, Have you heard even a whisper that uh, Joe Biden has any plans of going back into Afghanistan? Because, you know, clearly we've just forgotten Afghanistan even existed. Never mind the fact that there's still legitimate American citizens trapped there. Oh, well, you don't hear about that on the news every day, do you? Not going to hear about it on the news, are you? No, no. No, we don't talk about Americans trapped in Afghanistan. No, no. Okay, that's not an easy fit, but we're definitely not talking about Bruno. Uh, all right, I've got some other stuff we need to get to today. So, since I haven't watched it yet, I, I have an idea of what it's going to be, and you're going to get plenty of coverage of it anyway. So we're going to move on. I'm going to take that slightly late mid-hour break. Uh, Don't go anywhere, boys and girls. I'll be right back after this brief message. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. 
My name's Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Tragic mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, could have either been avoided or a much smaller situation. But far too many Americans ignore the most obvious solutions to such madness. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, the coffee you want in your cup. Nobody in their right mind is against stopping the murder of innocent children and unarmed teachers in school buildings. Democrat and rhino calls for more gun control will not stop such madness. During the 20th century, Palestinian terrorists, cowards, would storm into Israeli classrooms and gun down Jewish children and unarmed teachers. Various security measures were taken, including the common sense effort to allow teachers who know how to use firearms to be fully armed in the classroom. And guess what? No more cowardly criminals murdering children in Israeli classrooms. Guns are simply a tool available for law-abiding sovereign citizens to protect themselves and even children in classrooms. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, go to the ronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Let's talk about guns purely from a self-defense perspective. How many people are there in America? Well, if you said just over 300 million, you're correct. It's closer to 325 million. Now, let me ask you this. How many acts of violence are there per year in America? Well, if you said just over 1 million, you're correct. It's approximately 1.2 to 1.3 million. So if there are just over 300 million people in America and just over 1 million acts of violence occurring in America every year, what are your chances of being the victim of one of those attacks? Well, if you said 1 in 300, you're correct. I don't know about you, but I don't like those odds. I know your odds might change depending on where you live, but if you live in an area with less crime, wouldn't that make someone else's odds go up? I mean, the number of people in America didn't change, and the number of violent attacks per year didn't change. Some of the highest crime rates in America are in Democrat-run cities where there are the strictest and most restrictive gun laws in the country, putting good people at risk because they can't defend themselves. The anti-gun left and anti-freedom groups like the Everytown Gun Grabbers continue to paint a dishonest picture of guns in America by telling you that guns cause violence. This is why they push the term gun violence. It's to help people who aren't paying attention believe that if we were to remove guns, the violence would magically go away. The truth is, not having a gun is more likely to make you a victim of violence. Two and a half million times per year in America, guns are used to save lives. This doesn't necessarily mean good guys killing bad guys. This most often means just the mere presence of a gun deters a bad guy. 
And by the way, 46% of those defensive gun uses are by women. The more guns are restricted, the more people are put at risk. The people who try to scare you and convince you that guns are the problem ignore the fact that we're all potential for being a 1 in 300 statistic. The people who ignore this are the same people who will purchase a lottery ticket with a 1 in 20 million chance of winning. They ignore the facts when pushing their agenda, and they know the odds that they're creating are dangerous. Human violence in America is not an argument for more gun restrictions. It's an argument for more guns in the hands of good people. So regardless of how desperate the anti-gun left is to disarm Americans, we've found a simple and effective way to defend yourself from violent attacks, rapes, carjackings, or shootings. Shoot back. Anti-gun hypocrisy has run rampant because of a dishonest media and an anti-gun political party that's willing to sacrifice our great American values, put good people at risk, and destroy cities with unnecessary violence just so they can gain political power. It's time we understand their strategy so we can defeat them. Our founding fathers saw these tyrants coming over 200 years away. That's why the Second Amendment was written. I'm Dan Wass. To check out my webcast, go to LoadedMike.com. To check out my book series, go to GoodGunBadGuy.net. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. It has all been done before. The left continues to use the same old playbook, and yet there still seems to be plenty of people who haven't figured out the pattern yet. All right, before we jump back into things, I want to remind you that, uh, you know, it is pretty much summertime out there for most of us now. Technically, we're not there by the date on the calendar. But if you're somebody that likes to do things outdoors, maybe you're just trying to get you and your family out and away from the insanity that's on the television, uh, like maybe the television show tonight, uh, the propaganda of the Democratic Party. Just a strange example that I picked out of the air for no apparent reason. Well, sometimes what you just have to do is just get out there and get away from everybody, and it's surprising how good a cooler is going to be, especially if you have a good cooler. So uh, let me take this opportunity to to let you know that the cooler has evolved. No longer do we live in a time where just any old piece of styrofoam will get the job done. Now, if you want the best of the best, if you want to be able to count on and rely on your cooler, if you want 10-day ice at half the price then Blue Coolers is the way to go. Absolutely. I mean, you can get that same 10-day ice with that uh, other brand, you know, the Himalayan Sasquatch brand. You know the one I'm talking about. But are you going to get it at roughly 40% of what they charge you? Well, no, clearly, because they are charging you 
more than that. So <laughs> that's uh, where blue coolers come in. Right now, if you will follow the link in the show description or come visit me at Tap Into The Truth or stop off on any of the Tap Into The Truth uh, social media areas, you will find links to Blue Cooler. Uh, visit them now and uh, check out their limited time bundle offers. Right now, they've got several things that are in stock and ready to ship, but they're making no promises that these limited time offers will be there long. So if you see something you like, snag it before it's gone. Definitely go check out Blue Cooler. That's all I have to say about that for now. <laughs> now, before I get to this next story, there's something that I wanted to say. It has a lot to do with some of my interactions on social media over the last week plus. I start out uh, defining the word oath. You see, an oath is a solemn promise often invoking a divine witness regarding one's future action or behavior. So why do we as Americans insist upon an oath of office? You know, one for elected office holders, military members, law enforcement officers. Why does that oath include protecting and defending the U.S. Constitution? We see we insist on an oath because... Well, once upon a time, a person's honor demanded that they keep any promises made and any oaths taken. We entrust office holders, military members, and law enforcement to protect and defend the Constitution because that's the best way to protect the public from governmental overreach and from straight-up tyranny. You see, the actions of criminals or the mentally impaired, no matter how heinous, they do not reflect on the ability of law-abiding citizens to responsibly practice their rights. No amount of emotional outrage trumps anyone's rights. Any effort to undermine the limits placed on government by the Constitution or ignore, reduce, or eliminate constitutionally protected rights of law-abiding citizens by office holders, by military members, and of course by law enforcement. All of that is a violation of the oath that they have sworn to uphold when they assume the responsibilities of their jobs. Failing to uphold their oath is grounds for removal. Perhaps it's time that we started once again legally removing these people based on their refusal to perform their first and most basic of functions of their job. Protect the American people by protecting the U.S. Constitution. With that being said, Let's talk a little bit about the media and the time that we have left because we don't have a whole lot of time left in this hour. And I wanted to get this in the first hour, especially since the second hour most likely will not be aired on most of the terrestrial radio stations. So hour number two will be bonus material if you guys want to come find the podcast and come check it out. At any rate, there's a lot of major media fails uh, involving this coverage of the would-be Kavanaugh assassin. I kind of alluded to that earlier in my rant for the first half hour plus. But uh, this is specific to the story. You see, major 
media outlets, they've quickly passed over the alleged would-be assassin of the Supreme Court justice as they move their coverage to the public hearing that will disclose the findings of the January 6th committee and their investigation into the Capitol riots. You know, the one they keep insisting is an insurrection. Now, conservatives on social media were quick to point out that uh, the front pages of the press editions of the New York Times, of the Los Angeles Times, of the Chicago Tribune, the USA Today, none of those highlighted the incident. They didn't have it above the fold. Many of them didn't include the story at all. USA Today featured a story uh, on the Uvalde families and survivors of the mass shooting. The Chicago Tribune and the New York Times zoned in on the January 6th hearing. And the Los Angeles Times, well, they well, they uh, they decided to highlight Joe Biden's little trip to Los Angeles, you know, where he uh, played a smoochy smoochy kissy poo with Jimmy Kimmel. So in small font, at the bottom of the front pages, the New York Times mentioned arrest near home of justice. And the Los Angeles Times, well, they mentioned man arrested at home of justice. Those are direct quotes, by the way. Police arrested Nicholas John Ruski, 26, of Simi Valley, California, in the Washington, D.C. suburb of Chevy Chase, Maryland. In the wee hours of the morning on Wednesday, he was near the home of Supreme Court Justice Brent Kavanaugh. This guy told authorities that he was upset about the leak of a recent Supreme Court draft decision regarding the right to abortion, as well as the recent school shootings in Uvalde, Texas, indicating that he believed the justice that he intended to kill would side with Second Amendment decisions that would loosen gun control laws. The guy stated that uh, he began thinking about how to give his life a purpose and decided that he would kill the Supreme Court justice after finding the justice's Montgomery County address on the Internet. Wonder, wonder who put that on the Internet? Uh, would that be some of these activist groups? Well, maybe... Maybe Ruth sent us, perhaps, uh, or at least people that are affiliated with them. See, uh, by mentioning them by name on social media, I seem to have gained some ire from the left that I don't normally get with my postings. I kind of liked it. Got it on the internet. Anyway, the guy further indicated that he had pursued, oh, I'm sorry, purchased a, a Glock pistol and other items for the purpose of breaking into uh, breaking into the justice's residence and then killing the justice as well as himself. He was on that murder-suicide brand. Now, it's not clear whether the Kavanaugh family was at home when this incident occurred. The FBI would not comment further uh, to news agencies in regards to the Kavanaugh family's whereabouts, and in this case, rightfully so. You see, what we don't need, 
is for law enforcement to start behaving like they too are political actors. We need them to serve and protect and to treat Brett Kavanaugh the same as they should be treating any other citizen of the United States. Protect them from threats of violence that are unwarranted. In fact, I would say even if they are warranted, uh, that's not really the place for the police to determine. Now, maybe you're some left-wing guy who heard Chucky Schumer talk about uh, unleashing the whirlwind and think, hey, I'll be that whirlwind. I'll be the one that Justice Kavanaugh doesn't see coming, and I'll make him pay the price. Maybe, maybe you were convinced, motivated, inspired by Chucky Schumer's words. Still doesn't make Chuck Schumer responsible for the actions of this guy that, it turns out, was little more than a half-hearted attempt. And surprise, surprise, good guys with guns uh, stopped him from trying to break in and do whatever he had in mind, which clearly ended in murder-suicide. But the media, they, they don't want to talk about this for the very same reason that Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to pass this bill that would allot additional protection for the families of the Supreme Court justices. You see, they, the justices themselves, they get some extra protection right now, and they should be getting a little extra protection. I hate that we're having to pay for it uh, using taxpayer dollars would be completely unnecessary if this individual that leaked – the draft of this opinion had not leaked it, had not put these justices, even the left-leaning justices, in danger, hadn't put them in harm's way. Now, it's still not the fault of the person that leaked this document either, that this guy decided to go off his rocker. But if we were going to hold the left to their own standards, if we were going to hold them to the standards that they want to hold us to, then Chucky Schumer should be locked up right now. And as soon as the identity is revealed of whoever, whatever clerk ended up leaking the draft document, the opinion that was going to overturn Roe v. Wade, they should be locked up too. If we were going to hold them to the standard they want to hold us to, but you see, they're going to come up with a million and one excuses for why it's perfectly okay for them to do whatever. Even though instantly you let one of us step out of line, boom, it's over. If I was to peacefully protest, and I've heard Chuck Schumer say, oh, yeah, people protest in front of my house all the time. That's just what we do in America. Well, first of all, you're a political actor, not a judge so yeah protesting as long as it's peaceful should be permitted now i still don't think you should be protesting anybody at their residence not at their house uh, if you have a political office holder you protest at their office you protest at the capitol building you protest where they do their work but their home time is their home time. I miss the days when, you know, it wasn't that long ago, as I recall, but when we would be lectured by people that uh, the families are off limits. 
you have a disagreement with a uh, politician, the family is off limits, especially children. I wish we were still there. That's going to have to be it for the first hour, ladies and gentlemen. So remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. A reminder, uh, if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, come find our number two at the podcast. I'm out for now. If you're listening to the podcast, don't go anywhere. Our number two starts right after this. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, let's Say is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. And politicians build a new world order. Many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got a big free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn you went. Taking your right to self defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask for All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rowan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you with me. Now, for the benefit of those of you that are listening to the podcast a few days after, or if for some strange reason Terrestrial Radio decided to air... Hour number two in a time slot I didn't expect, which they're always welcome to do so. Just FYI for you programming directors that may be listening. Uh, you know, it's you're welcome to air this whenever you need to, boys and girls. I appreciate it. 
I hope your listeners do too. So for the benefit of those folks, the time of the live broadcast happens to be June of the 9th. It is 2022. And uh, we are just a short little while, as time of uh, me actually broadcasting, away from the kickoff of the Democratic propaganda extravaganza, which I'm, I'm probably not going to watch. I'd be curious to see what the ratings are, even though they're going to try to force feed this uh, congressional hearing involving the January 6th insurrection. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the uh, ratings are. I, I don't think anybody's going to watch it. I, I think very few people are. They're going to make a lot of effort here. They're going to waste a lot of money. But it's going to give the media some talking points. And for those fine folks out there, uh, sadly, uh, those fine, fine folks that are still trying to uh, you know, do the uh, – just take the mainstream media at their word kind of thing, uh, those fine folks are going to be kind of stuck, you know? They're they're going to be bombarded with little clips that are going to try to make it seem like uh, Donald Trump is solely responsible for for these terrible, terrible things. And then, of course, every Republican out there that would vote for Trump or that... Even if you're a never-Trumper, but you're still a Republican, well, they're all just bad. Well, there's a few truths you probably need to hear. Uh, some truths that uh, anybody's feelings out there, they're just not going to be able to change. Truth number one, when there's an unlawful shooting, blaming the gun is just dumb. I mean, a gun without a shooter is a little more than a paperweight, right? So it's just dumb. A lot of smart people do dumb things. So I'm not calling you if you happen to do that dumb. I'm calling what you're doing is dumb. All right? Understand. If you're not a dumb person, but you're doing a dumb thing, that means you can recover. Now, you may very well be a dumb person. I, I can't help that. But you don't necessarily have to be dumb just because you do a dumb thing. So blaming the gun? Well, that's just dumb. I point you to Kyle Rittenhouse as a good example. And some folks were making this comparison earlier today. And, uh, you know, when it came to Kyle Rittenhouse, the media and the leftists in this country, they didn't blame the gun. They blamed Kyle. Kyle's a murderer. He's a killer. He's a racist. Even though he only shot three people and none of them were different color than he was. And they were all clearly incidences of self-defense. So, but, you know, little details. Never let details like that. Never let facts get in the way of a good story, right? Little fact number two that somebody's feelings isn't going to change. Saying that banning guns hasn't been tried, because I've heard this a little bit, especially directed at the AR-15 specifically. But saying that it hasn't been tried, well, that's just historically ignorant. You see, full auto right now is still currently banned in the United States. Most, if not all, private ownership of firearms in many countries around the world, well, it has been banned with Crime rates in these cities, the rates of violent crimes, at best, just unaffected. And in most cases, unfortunately, they've increased. And in some cases, increased significantly. Plus, in the cases of many of those countries that flat out ended private firearm ownership, well, full-blown tyranny followed pretty closely behind. So, you know, 
yeah, it's been tried. It's being tried. It's an ongoing thing. And I'll remind you that uh, assault band uh, that uh, Biden keeps bragging about, well, that would have included the AR-15. And the best statistical information they can come up with doesn't really support that the band did any good at all. And I would tell you that in many cases, crime did go down. But the crime went down not because of the gun ban, but because a lot of people, once they knew the Democrats were coming for the guns, started buying up more while it was still legal. So crime went down in the parts of the country where gun ownership went up. And that's a statistic that holds true no matter where you're at. It doesn't change. Higher gun ownership per capita, lower violent crimes of all kinds. And vice versa. The inverse is true. Less gun ownership per capita, more violent crime. And uh, just look at Chicago if you need any question about that. Little truth number three. People telling you that we must do something, but then they dismiss out of hand ideas that have shown statistical significant success. You know, things that have actually helped to protect the public. They dismiss that out of hand, and they will only support things that will disarm the public, making the individual citizens of this country more vulnerable to violent crimes and, of course, also to the whims of an increasingly tyrannical government. Well, that should be transparent as to their actual intention. It should not take a rocket scientist uh, to delve into the uh, A to the third power plus B divided by C. So, no, uh, it's it's a plot. Uh, In the words of the great military uh, genius Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. No. No, it should be pretty obvious. If you're not willing to try everything when you say do something, then you have an agenda. And when you look at what they're willing to support and what they're willing to dismiss, that should give you an idea what the agenda is. Now, I know a lot of good people. A lot of good people who've been caught up in the emotions that are normal after a tragic event. People who are supporting bad ideas because they're reacting to those emotions rather than thinking it through. The facts are that semi-automatic rifles were in the hands of American civilians in the late 1800s. That the AR-15 was first built in the 1960s. The difference between now and And then is the change in our culture, the devaluing of human life, and, of course, also the increase of leftist policies being implemented around the country. That's been a factor, too. So to those good people that I was talking about earlier, I would implore them to step back from the emotion and to apply some critical thinking with the benefit of historical knowledge, both U.S. and international. And to those people with bad intentions who hope to disarm Americans, I would remind you that your biggest obstacle isn't the U.S. Constitution. It's the American patriot. 
All right, with that off my chest, let's jump into some stories, shall we? Now, uh, I think we've talked enough about the, uh, well, at least for now, the January 6th congressional hearing. Ooh, the insurrection, the insurrection. Hey, let us uh, tell you why you should care more about uh, those mean old Republicans doing uh, something crazy than you should care about how bad our policies are destroying the country and ruining your ability to live a life. Pay no attention to exactly how much it's costing you to get a gallon of gas. Pay no attention to how much it costs you to buy some groceries, if you can buy any groceries, because a lot of your shelves may be bare in the grocery store, wherever you get your stuff. Pay no attention to that. The insurrection! Fear the insurrection! And and they're coming to take away abortion, and, and they're they're just mean. Uh, uh, be careful because there's going to be more mean tweets soon too. Because now, now that uh, Trump did it, but but more people are going to do it because you know they're mean. So you know, with uh, with certain people trying to take over Twitter, um, they're going to let those mean tweets back. Uh, care about that? Okay, so they're misdirection. They they got an uphill climb. And I think they're going to be hard pressed to find it, but. There was a story when the last time we got together that was just kind of breaking, and I kind of threw it out there, uh, mentioned it in both hours, but there wasn't much to talk about then. And I even said, I don't even know if this is going to be a news story. But something told me it would be worth talking about at some point. And, of course, I'm talking about Paul Pelosi. You see, Paul, Paul got in a little bit of trouble. Evidently, he was driving under the influence and got caught. Well, now there's an update to his story. The Napa County District Attorney, Allison uh, Haley. Well, Allison said this past Thursday that Paul Pelosi has agreed to a court date of August the 3rd at 8.30 a.m. in Napa County Superior Court. Now, I don't know about you, but I wish I had the option of agreeing to a court date. I mean, I I understand why it makes sense to talk people into turning themselves in. I get how it makes a lot of sense, especially if it's at the federal level and you've got somebody who has a good attorney and who's not particularly a flight risk. It makes a lot of sense to, to have somebody show up when it's convenient and can be scheduled. And that way you're ready and you've got all your... Ducks in a row, all your P's and Q's squared away. I get that, but I can't say that I've ever heard of anybody getting to agree to a court date before. So, oh, yeah, I, uh, we, can you pencil me in for August? I'm thinking like the second or the third, maybe. Which one of those works better for you, Judge? The second? No, I can't do the second after all. Let's do the third. You're okay with that? Well, the district attorney's okay with that. I guess we better do the third day. Seriously, agreeing to a court date. Now, here's the even better part. It's still pretty unclear if Paul's even going to be charged. It's looking like they're leaning towards not charging Mr. Pelosi. Uh, Quoting here from uh, a report from Fox News. Oh, no, the dreaded Fox Uh, Saying, quote, if criminal charges are filed, he will be arraigned at that time.
And Haley said her office is currently reviewing charges stemming from the DUI arrest of Paul Pelosi on May 29th in Napa County, California. Now, again, I'm wondering, how do you get to agree to a date? How are you not being told what your court date is? That's the way it works for us. I I don't think I could handle it, but this sounds like almost enough privilege that I'd be all like, uh, can I get adopted by the Pelosi's maybe? I mean, I don't want to be a part of the family, but I would love to have this kind of privilege, wouldn't you? All right, just in case you were under a rock and maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about, because again, this is another one of those stories that the mainstream legacy media has just kind of blown past. If you do not pay attention to conservative news outlets, you probably have not heard this story at all. I mean, it's the only story that's being covered less than the attempted assassination of Brent Kavanaugh. But in the original story, the husband of House Speaker Miss Nancy Mimi Pelosi was arrested and reportedly charged with driving under the influence and driving with a blood alcohol content of 0.08% or higher on May 29th. So what's happened since? Well, on Wednesday of this week, rumors circulated that Paul's charges were dropped, sparking outrage online uh, over the Pelosi's perceived privilege. And, well, it should. I mean, people should have been angry. Serious question, uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted. Did anyone really believe that Paul Pelosi would face any consequences at all for his DUI crash? Anyone who's been paying attention knows that the rules don't apply to Dems. They just want you to abide by what they say, not what they do. Recurring theme. So uh, Donald Jr. hits the nail on the head. Now, it's unclear if the charges have been dropped, but it kind of seems like there's not charges currently as they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to charge them. Not a lot of clarity here. Now, I got a report from the Daily Wire saying that uh, they first reached out to Napa County District Attorney's Office uh, for more information on the matter, but did not get a response. So the Napa County Sheriff's Office did respond to an inquiry, but then directed Daily Wire back to the DA's office since the department does not prosecute cases. Now, that makes sense. That's really not a case of passing the buck or uh, ducking or diving out of the way. It's like, that's not the part we do. You guys have watched Law & Order before, right? Uh, you get the little thing at the beginning to tell you about two separate branches, the police that do the investigating and then the prosecutors that do the prosecuting. That's kind of where we're at. The sheriff's department's like, hey, we did our part. <laughs> You've read the reports. Uh, we arrested his backside. Then it's up to the DA. So it seems like the cops did do their job. So, you know, good for them. Um, obviously, if there's any more information that comes along, we'll keep looking at it. But uh, it's just kind of odd. All the information that seems to be available so far... Uh, well, it's been reported from uh, a uh, Edmund Demarche. 
and it was cited by left-wing fact-checking site with Snoops. It's saying that Napa's DA's office just told the Trends Journal that Paul Pelosi's DUI charge is under review. Reports that they were dropped are false. Well, you know, is it false, though? Because it seems like there were definitely going to be charges at one point in time. And then it seems like somebody, I don't know, say the Speaker of the House maybe exerted some political pressure. See, they have a little more pull when dealing with DAs because DAs are typically an elected position. So, you know, politics can make for strange bedfellows. Uh, Again, law enforcement should be a little more insulated from that type of political action. Paul was arrested and charged on May 29th, according to reports, uh, according to the Associated Press. The AP also said that the 82-year-old was driving a 2021 Porsche into an intersection near the town of Yontville and was hit by a 2014 Jeep. Uh, There were no reported injuries. And, of course, the speaker refused to comment on the matter except to tell the press that she wouldn't be commenting. So, I mean, that's – it seems reasonable, actually, under the circumstances. First of all, if I knew anything at this point, I wouldn't tell you because that's my husband, yo. Stand by her man. Not that Pelosi seems that type, but, yeah, I mean, hey. I think it's way more likely she really didn't know anything, but she's probably met Paul, damn it, what are you doing out there again? Get your drunk ass back home. Call an Uber, for crying out loud. Now, with all this other way more important stuff, and, and there are a lot of things that are way more important, it just feels kind of sad that this is a story at all. The rest of what I'm going to be talking about in this hour, and thankfully that's part of what makes it great to have bonus content. I don't feel uh, like uh, I have to focus on things that are uber important uh, for the purposes of terrestrial radio, but stuff that I know that most of the people, if you're listening to the show and you're in two hours, then, uh, then this is something that you're probably going to have an interest in. So I'm okay with uh, doing this story. But why is this the current situation? Was Paul Pelosi driving under the influence? If he was, then charges are appropriate. Now, the extent of what the punishment should be, there's a lot of leeway that both the judge and the DA has in this instance. And since nobody was hurt, and he's not actually the one who did the hitting, although I'm guessing since nobody's talked about the other driver of this Jeep being charged with anything either, that it's probably still his fault, then I think this still comes down to a property uh, issue, get the civil side of this case squared away, uh, replace the damage, uh, repay, pay, blah, blah. I mean, you get tongue tied. English really is my first language, I swear. Either uh, pay to get the repairs made or pay to get a new vehicle for the driver of the Jeep. And then a fine would be appropriate. I mean, I, if local law demands jail time, then then 
as long as he did it, then he should face those consequences too. And, and I keep saying if because at this point, it certainly looks like it is the case. But uh, at this point, these are still just allegations, right? I would imagine in a perfect world, that would be the only reason to have not determined whether or not you're filing these charges or not. Now, we know we don't live in the perfect world, and we know Nancy Pelosi will make life miserable for whoever uh, tries to stand up and hold her or her hubby accountable. You expect us to follow the same rules as you, you peasant. Yeah, that's actually how Nancy Pelosi talks when the cameras aren't on, in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, it's just here we are, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Uh, so there's the update. Um, Paul Pelosi got to agree to a court date. We'll see how it plays out. In the meanwhile, uh, let's go ahead and take that uh, mid-hour break just a smidge early. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this very brief break. Come on, man. All men and women created by gold. You know the you know the thing. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. I got hairy legs. Renowned globalist and leftist influencer Bill Gates bankrolled hundreds of media outlets to the tune of more than $319 million. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. According to Minute Press, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has generously funded leftist media outlets both here in the United States and abroad, primarily in Europe and Africa, where Gates is famously accused of allegedly working to render Africans less able to reproduce. Gates has generously bestowed NPR with $24 million. Cascade Public Media has received over $10 million from Gates and CNN. They've been gifted with well over $3 million from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm. Der Spiegel of Germany has been granted the handsome amount of almost $5.5 million. The media recipient list of Bill Gates' generous media donations is too long to complete at this time, but it must be nice to simply buy media influence all over the world. Mm. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the Ron Edwards American Experience talk show times via theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. We often find ourselves arguing statistics with anti-gun people, but let's put the conversation into perspective. I'll give you some stats, but also expose the anti-gun left's real motives for gun control. First of all, don't you think that anyone who really wants to save lives would focus their attention on an area where the most lives are lost? The gun grabbers like to use the number of 30 to 40,000 gun-related deaths per year. But if we take out suicides, which are 60% of those gun-related deaths, which, by the way, are not reduced by the absence of guns, 
and we take out law enforcement-related deaths, in other words, good guys killing bad guys, we're left with about 14,880 gun-related homicides. But here's where it gets interesting. The majority of those gun-related homicides are gang-related. So let's say we didn't have the gang problem we have in this country. The number of gun-related homicides shrinks to 2,976 per year in America. And here's another interesting fact that the anti-gun left doesn't want you to know. The majority of gang-related violence occurs in Democrat-run cities across this country that are highly gun-restricted, by the way, and often allow violent illegals safe harbor. What that means is good people living within those cities are denied their right to protect themselves against the human violence that Democrats encourage with their bad policies. Now let's compare that to some other things that the anti-gun left could be working on if they really wanted to save lives. Drunk driving takes almost 11,000 lives per year in America. 47,000 lives are lost per year in America due to suicide, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia being two of the leading causes of suicide, not guns. But one of the biggest causes of preventable deaths in America is abortion. Almost 330,000 lives are taken per year in America by people committing abortion. Now let me give you a piece of information that the anti-self-defense crowd doesn't want you to know. How many lives do you think are saved every year because of guns? The answer is two and a half million. Every year in America, two and a half million lives are potentially saved by the use of firearms. Now this doesn't necessarily mean good guys killing bad guys. This most often means just the mere presence of a gun deters a bad guy. And 46% of those lives saved are women. This is a study that was done by Gary Kleck, a Florida criminologist, and backed by data from the CDC. So why do you think the gun grabbers never share this information? Well, some would argue that they don't really care about saving lives as much as they care about disarming their fellow citizens and preventing them from independently protecting themselves and their families. Gun control is a top-down method that puts government in charge of the lives and safety of people under the guise of public safety. It's the first step in stealing the freedom our founders fought for. The anti-left has already decided that they are willing to give up their freedom to government. The problem is, they can't have their government-controlled utopian society unless you get on board. And real Americans are clearly not getting on board. Gun control is a way of forcing you into dependence, whether you like it or not. Now, we're never going to cure the evil in the hearts of killers, but we can stop them. So, to the gun grabbers, do you really want to save lives? Then get to work on the real causes of human violence and help us restore our gun rights so good people can protect themselves. Help us save lives rather than ending them before they get a chance to take their first breath. I'm Dan Wass. To check out my webcast, go to LoadedMike.com. To check out my book series, go to GoodGunBadGuy.net. Things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. They're much getting walked back. It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. With the Ukrainian people, 
Ukrainian people have a lot of backbone. They have a lot of guts, and I'm sure you're observing it. And I don't mean just the military, which is we've been trained in since back when they uh, Russia moved into uh, in, in the southeast southeast um, Ukraine, but also the average citizen. Look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. Sometimes you've been there. And we know none of the three occurred. Weapons could, if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would. Re it would trigger a response in kind. And we know none of the three occurred. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. And we know none of the three occurred. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. My name is Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Rise and shine, sleepy Joe, now's the time, don't you know, to get into a new kind of dream. You can rest your head on the corner of your bed, you can watch the world go by. But you're never gonna see what the other people see, if you're always gonna be a Lion dog face pony sword. I am a lying dog-faced pony soldier, ladies and gentlemen, but I am your dog-faced pony soldier, and I am fighting for you. You believe that, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for staying with me through that very brief break. I want to take this opportunity to remind you that, uh, you know, it may not seem like the best time to get into the stock market, especially if you're not already investing, but... There are some opportunities to be had if you actually still have enough money uh, that you're not already having to, you know, take out of savings and uh, cash out your investments to try and, I don't know, keep your fuel tank full as you drive around and pay for all the many things that have skyrocketed. If you're fortunate enough to have enough money to handle all that, then there are opportunities available. In fact, this is how the rich get rich during a bear market. Uh, all these crazy things force stock prices down, especially good companies. Uh, they take a big hit, too. So a lot of these stocks are essentially on sale, if you will, which means that if you believe at some point down the road that America will survive the Biden administration and that sanity will return to our economic markets, then uh, there's a really good chance you could cash in on some big-time deals right now. But uh, if you are upper middle class maybe, then I got a, a really good suggestion for you. I would recommend you visit the folks over at Beanstocks.com. That's B-E-A-N-S-T-O-X, Beanstocks. This is an, it's a, a, an app, okay? But it's an app with a lot of power. It is seriously simple investing. And if you're ready to invest in your future, here are the simple keys that Beanstalks help you to uh, keep front and center. First of all, you do want to keep it simple. You want to keep investing. Don't stop. And you want to keep your portfolio diversified. So essentially, automate your wealth and wealth building with Beanstalks. 
Start building your wealth now because building wealth takes time. All right. Kevin O'Leary is one of the primary uh, people. He's chairman and co-owner of the company. So if you believe that uh, Mr. Wonderful from a Shark Tank uh, has your best interest in mind or at the very least has his own best interest in mind, you better believe this is a service that is going to make money. Now, like I said, you want to be upper middle class before you take a look at this. Otherwise, you're probably not going to be able to take the best advantage of it. You're probably better suited if you're determined to get into the markets uh, going the Acorn route or something along those lines. Even E-Trade, which is out there, they're not as uh, yeah, they're not as easy to get into because they still require you to buy whole shares. But you can buy individual shares if you want to. So, you know, if you're lower income level and you're looking to build slowly, and this be very slow then there are better places to start. But if if you're beyond that and you're ready to invest and keep investing, Beanstalks really is seriously the way to go. Uh, I myself do own a very small equity piece of the company, by the way. So uh, I do stand to have some financial gain the more of you people that sign up. So that's just for uh, for full disclosure purposes. But the amount that I have is very minuscule, uh, below the minimum required for me to to dis- disclose that. But uh, I feel like I ought to be honest with you folks. So uh, recent investment on my part. And uh, Beanstalks it is a way to help you invest. If you're in that category, trust me. You, cre- you create your Beanstalk account in just a few minutes. You download the app onto your phone. You can find it in the Apple Store and uh, the, uh, the Android phone. They invest using ETFs, that's exchange-traded funds, and they do that because it allows them to keep the diversification uh, simple. You're buying a lot of different stocks at one time, stocks, bonds, uh, all in one ETF. Generally, there's lower costs involved, and they're usually more tax-efficient, so it's actually going to save you money, be more profitable for you. And ETFs are investment funds that trade on the stock exchange, so they, they do have uh, liquidity and flexibility, something that can be easily moved around. Uh, that it's what they offer you. Again, it's seriously simple investing. Uh, it's automated and hassle-free, personalized portfolios that fits your investment goals and your risk profile, investments that focus on building wealth. It's automated rebalancing, dividend reinvestments, and more Uh, $5 per month with no surprises on uh, your subscription charge to use the service. Uh, Free to download the app. Start using it. There is a subscription fee. You know, Mr. Wonderful loves subscriptions. But it's straightforward. There's no surprise fees. And then everything else, the money that you put into it is what you put into it. They have their recommendations. Just Check them out, visit it. There will be a link in the show description, and you can also find a link if you want to visit me at Tap Into the Truth. It's not going to be on that homepage, uh, you know, like a lot of the other folks are, like Blue Coolers is. You're going to have banners that you can click, but you will be able to go over to the Sponsors and Friends page. You'll scroll down there, and there's going to be this written thing, and there's going to be an area that's clearly easy to just click on. That will take you there as well. So, Beanstalks, trust me. Great opportunity for those of you that are in that position. And now really is a much better time than most people would believe. I uh, have a hard time believing that folks don't get it.
you know. All right, so uh, there's some other stories going on. You wouldn't necessarily know that if you followed the mainstream media. I think it's funny that I'm sitting here and I was talking about blue coolers just a minute ago, and now blue coolers ads are showing up all over uh, my uh, news feed here. But uh, we got this situation where another woke company has been busted. Pizza Hut. They've had this book club for a long time. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, they've uh, done this thing uh, to help pre-K children and kindergartners, first, second, third grades. It's been a reading club. It's a book club. And uh, part of the the really fun aspect for kids is that if you meet the reading goals, you get pizza. Well, they got busted being a little too woke because they included some books in the book club that promotes drag queen. We're seeing a lot of this stuff for children being uh, indoctrinated pretty early, but this one, this was one that you probably didn't see coming. So it's important that you know about it. Now, the story broke several days ago, but like I said, it's been a minute since I've been on with you. So I wanted to go back and revisit this one to make sure we got this one in. Now, if I can sneak another story in here before I'm done, then we'll try one. But I definitely wanted to make sure we talked about this. You see, this Pizza Hut book club for young students is promoting books to pre-kindergarten children about little kids dressing up as drag queens. The Pizza Hut book, It program, started back in 1984. Uh, the Camp Book It program, uh, it provides children with free pizza if they complete a mandatory, I'm sorry, not a mandatory, but a monthly reading goal. Now, the libs of TikTok, God bless their souls, uh, over in their Twitter account, they revealed that the Pizza Hook Book Club recommended that young children read books about drag queens, and they shared that online, of course. Now, the Book It website states, quote, This June, we're celebrating Pride Month and the diversity of the LGBTQ plus community. These three books explore the uniqueness of every person, celebrate our individuality, and encourage kids to see that what makes us different makes us special. Now, the Pizza Hut Book Club proposes that pre-K through third grade children read the book Big Wig. Publisher Simon & Schuster describes Big Wig as an irrepressible picture book that celebrates drag kids' individuality and self-confidence from the perspective of a fabulous wig. Quoting here, when a child dresses in drag to compete in a neighborhood costume competition, he becomes B.B. Bedazzled. A key part of B.B. Bedazzled's ensemble is a wig called Wig. Hmm, my, how creative. At least this is according to the description of the book. Uh, continuing, together they are an unstoppable drag queen team. But wig feels inadequate compared to the other bigger wigs. When wig 
flies off BB's head. She goes from kid to kid installing confidence and inspiring dreams in those who wear her. Uh, yeah, okay, I definitely pro-drag here, isn't it? Uh, drag kids, drag kids. Sorry, I'm working on a theme song for this. Drag kids, drag kids. Uh, oh, how draggy it is. I, I, that's the problem with working on projects like that on air. Just demonstrates... Oh my goodness, I'm knocking stuff over here. Uh, it just demonstrates the fact that... Uh, you know, it takes some time to come up with the good stuff. So for children pre-K through first grade, the Book It program advocates the Be Amazing, A History of Pride book. Now this book was written by Desmond Is Amazing. You remember the drag boy who kind of became a major focal point uh, a few years back? Desmond is amazing, a boy who started attending drag shows at five years of age and performed a drag show in front of adults at a gay bar at age 11. You remember Desmond is amazing. We talked about Desmond. Now, the book description reads, quote, in Be Amazing, drag kid Desmond is amazing walks you through the history of the LGBTQ community, all while encouraging you to embrace your own uniqueness and ignore the haters. Yeah, I think he's talking about us, guys. We're, we're the haters. Now, we're concerned about the child's well-being. That means we hate him. The book club also suggests children in kindergarten through third grade read Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag. Uh, the description for this book says, quote, will help young readers understand pride and diversity as they learn about Harvey Milk and his fight for equality. Well, they also learn about the crimes he committed. Ah, I'm just asking for a friend. Okay, so for the same age bracket of children, Book It recommends Stonewall, a building, an uprising, a revolution. This... Quoting again from the description, sorry. This is a picture book about the Stonewall Uprising and the beginnings of the battle for LGBTQ plus rights. Told from the point of view of the Stonewall Inn, a place where being different was accepted. Uh, this book provides an important example of standing up for all people and their rights. Last year for Pride Month, the Book It program promoted LGBTQ-themed books like My Princess Boy. You know, uh, about a young boy who wears dresses and tiaras. Um, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so Pizza Hut's book club also advocates for young children to read Old Enough to Save the Planet. You know, to inspire students to look at their own communities and make a difference. Learn about 12 student activities. I'm sorry, 12 student activists who are working on climate change in their communities. Another climate change activism book, Kids Who Are Changing the World. 
a book that highlights stories of individuals who fought climate change and pollution. For the pre-K through third grade children, Pizza Hut's book club recommends a book that offers kids more than 40 different activities that are all about activism, politics, and the governmental process. The Children's Book Club endorses She Persisted, which was inspired by the number one New York Times bestseller, She Persisted, by Chelsea Clinton and Alexander uh, Bolger. Comes a chapter book series about women who stood up, spoke up, rose up against the odds. Feel like I should be doing the movie phone uh, voice there. Uh, Pizza Hut's book plug, plugged the Kamala Harris Rooted in Justice book. I'm trying to figure out how there's any truth to that book, but hey. Pizza Hut, of course, is owned by Yum Brands, which is a Louisville-based restaurant conglomerate. They operate more than 54,000 restaurants in over 150 countries. Yum Brands also owns KFC and Taco Bell. Uh, Taco Bell is hosting multiple drag brunch events at restaurants around the U.S. this summer. In uh, 2021, Yum Brands CEO David Gibbs told the Wall Street Journal, uh, said, quote, We're excited about working with the Biden administration and share their goal to build back better, particularly as it comes to the economy and fighting inequality. Uh, except if you're a CEO worth your salt at all, you know the way they're fighting uh, inequality is bad for the economy. All right, so you're probably not hearing a lot of passion about the story from me. You're, you're telling that I'm doing a lot of reading here because I wanted you to hear exactly what it was these people are saying. Now, I'm I'm a fan of Yum! Brands. I've enjoyed a lot of their stuff, especially uh, when it comes to their brands. I, I am a fan of KFC. I've spent way too much time at Taco Bell. Uh, definitely uh, have moved away from Pizza Hut a long time ago. Uh, pizza is a little too greasy for me. I mean, that's part of where the flavor is and all that, but I'm more of a Papa G Papa John's kind of quick service pizza guy these days. I miss the days when Yum Brands also owned Long John Silvers and also owned A and W. They they no longer they sold those brands off. That's not uh, part of the Yum Brands folks anymore. They now do include the Habit Burger Grill, and uh, you know that's that's kind of where Yum's brand is at right now. They are a company that I have owned stock in in the past. And even now, if you're looking to just straight up invest and you're going the straight up stock market route, they're, they're not a bad company to put your money in. I, I would probably still pick Yum Brands over McDonald's specifically. Not that I'm offering up stock advice. Please uh, do not take my word for any of that. Just saying that uh, I held the Yum Brands in high esteem. 
which is why it's quite heartbreaking to me to see them embrace this ideology and pay so very little attention to what potential damage is done. You see, if embracing the LGBTQ and embracing drag queens for children and children drag, if if that was actually healthy and it was just good and it was just reaffirming people's feelings, you wouldn't get the same kind of reactions that you get. My concern is about individuals that feel the need to engage in body mutilation and chemical castration in order to try to find something special about themselves. Especially for these children who have not yet gone through puberty. Gender dysphoria is a very real condition, but it's also an extremely rare one. You have a social contagion running wild that is causing real harm to people that's irreversible, despite the fact that supposed experts in the field will try to tell you that it's completely reversible, that we're just putting uh, puberty on pause and then give you extra time to decide what you want. But that's not how this works. You can't just put normal bodily functions and normal bodily development on pause. Our science isn't there yet. Maybe someday. But even if we could, that doesn't mean we should. Because the best way to get through gender dysphoria, if you actually have it, is to sexually mature. That's why the overwhelming majority of people that actually do suffer from gender dysphoria typically outgrow it. Normally they outgrow it before they get into their 20s, but in some cases it takes to the early to mid-twenties to do so. I had uh, Walt Hoyer on just a little while ago, and once again we were talking about uh, this transitional regret, which is a very real thing. There are people that are trying to cash in and make money. There are experts in the field that cannot define what a woman is. They will tell you that a woman is real, and then they'll turn around in the same sentence and say that sex is just a social construct. That we should encourage our children to engage in such ridiculous ideas as being a different gender than your biological sex. Now, for the individuals that they suffer gender dysphoria and then they reach their 18th birthday and decide that they want to do these things, then more power to you. You do you. I'm not certain that this is the best route for you. I don't believe you're going to find the type of personal satisfaction and hopefully eventually peace that you're expecting this is going to bring you. I am concerned that the people that are telling you that this is the best thing for you to do have a different agenda than your well-being. And so I speak out on the topic. And it's coming from a place of love for you, not from a place of disdain or hate. And if you took the time to actually listen to what some other conservatives have to say on the matter as well, you would hear in their voice, you would hear in their tone, you would hear in their statements that they have genuine concern for you and your well-being. They are not hating you. 
Now, you could probably find some exceptions to that statement if you tried hard enough. But you might just be surprised to find out how hard it is to find those exceptions. I have people who are in my life who have gone through this particular issue. I do not have anything but love for these people. These people in my life. I, if I don't know you, obviously I can't love you any more than just general love for my fellow man, which is totally a real thing. And I actually have, for all of you people, even those of you that are left-wing nutjobs, I, I hope that eventually we can break through the the zany outside hard shell and get to that soft brain of yours and, and help get some actual information in there before reality mugs you outright. Not Pizza Hut, not Disney, not the federal government. None of these entities should be promoting this type of behavior towards children so young. You're creating confusion, not embracing and affirming uh, their individuality. When I keep seeing these ads on Discovery uh, Plus showing this drag kid show that they're airing. It's like, how do you get away with putting this trash on television? There's no question that they're they're promoting it, they're sensationalizing it, they're encouraging it. But uh, have you seen uh, the uh, transgender kid I Am Jazz lately? Jazz isn't so jazzy these days. And I don't say that gleefully. I say that <clears throat> from a uh, position of feeling legitimately bad. Because not only did jazz go through their transition, but they were glamorized for having done it. They were held up as an example of what every kid needs to do and how wrong-minded and bigoted anybody that speaks out against it is. And jazz is not yet to the point of having actual transition regret. But jazz does regret a lot of what's happened. And I have a feeling jazz is eventually going to be there. But nobody wants to talk about jazz now, do they? I wish that I couldn't say, hey, look, here's another example of how this, how this goes wrong for people. Pizza Hut, clean up your act. Yum Brands, get your stuff together. Stop trying to abuse our children because that's what this is. That's going to have to be it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for uh, hanging out with me for the two full hours. Uh, remember to uh, check out the show description. Visit both blue coolers and beanstalks if uh, you're in a position to do so. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for anything that I have said. Not one bit of it. Don't take my word for it. But definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. 
be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, that's going to be it for now. I will see you again soon. And uh, one last message for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, let's go. using both hands Founders knew the second amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Maloney, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Is using both hands Well, I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Using both hands. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.